When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Right, hello everyone and welcome to the Liverpool Echoes Everton podcast. And today we're talking about, amongst other things, Joey Barton. He's petrified thinking about Everton's future. And this is why. He says it's really worrying times. I know there's a discontent because I have dinner with my family once a week. They're all Evertonians and they're all moaning about what's going on there. Some even refuse to go to the game under Martinez. That's how disillusioned they are. He goes on to talk about his fear that John Stones, Barkley, Lukaku and even possibly Seamus Coleman could leave in the summer. And where will that leave the Blues? Gav, obviously a Blue, speaking as a Blue, I would imagine he was speaking to Five Live Sport. Yeah. Pessimistic, realistic. Yeah, I, I hate it. You know what, like, he's... <laughs> Mouth homes in shock when he is there petrified about yeah. Evan. Like mm. I was thinking, that's maybe a little bit too, too, uh, too big a statement. But to be fair, he has you know he's not raised any points there that we've not raised on the on the, on the podcast mm. this season. To be honest with you, um, the selling of players in the future if we if we don't sort of kick on and get in the Champions League, aging aging defence perhaps that needs to be looked at. Um, defensive frailties so there's nothing there that we've not discussed it's just when it comes from a player who's an Everton with his profile more weight. yeah and you know he's got a certain reputation but he's actually quite a bright fella isn't he Joey Barn he's, he's pretty measured in what he says and I think um, there's lots of you know there's lots of things there that I think will bring through with uh, most Everton supporters to be honest with you so I would imagine you disagree entirely with him no not for one minute it's hard to, to disagree with him I think when you look, you look at the points he's making, as I said, what Gab's just touched on there, so it's only what we've all spoken about in the past. And when you speak to every Evertonian out there, the majority I speak to, they're all singing from the same hymn sheet. Is what what he's saying is that yeah, not petrified is probably too strong of a way to say, but they are they are wary and they are worried. They will lose your Romelu Lukaku, your John Stones, Seamus Coleman. I'm not too sure on. He hasn't had the best of seasons himself. Yeah. But them two big players there for Everton, I can only see them obviously. Champions League clubs are going to be in for them. They're not going to get that with a football club, are they? So, yeah, I, I, I do see where he's coming from. And the defensive frailties are there for all to see. The football's pretty boring. So, yeah, I can totally understand where Joey's coming from. Phil, it's nothing new, is it? The idea that you know the Blues might lose Stones or maybe even Lukaku and some of that. It's not a new prospect that should suddenly cast fear into the heart of every Blue. No, but uh, just sort of playing devil's advocate on that and him, and him listing four, five, six players that might leave because not playing Champions League. Well, those same players are the core of this team. So if they're not able to help deliver it, then, you know, why is he saying they should leave for Champions League? It's almost a little bit you turning your back when you haven't, you haven't produced. You know, well, then, yeah, because there's Lukaku who's talking you know, understandably about a player who, who will well, obviously attract attention. Mm. Mm. Lukaku stank the gaff out against West Brom. Yeah, it's only in the last couple opinion. of games, though. You look at yeah. it throughout the season, he's scoring 20 goals for the team at mid-table. He's going to walk into most Champions League teams, isn't he? You would imagine so. Well, I, so. I can see where Phil's coming from. You know, these players, John Stones, is rightly not in the team at the moment. 
we're talking about being petrified to club Barton of losing them. Obviously, I don't want to see players like Stones, especially like Lukaku, leave either. Mm. But, again, persisting on the devil's advocate line. There's a degree of responsibility falls on the players. They, they've got to stand up as well. But it's just like you could say that when teams get relegated and the players get picked and go to another a club in the Premier League, you used to say, well, if them players were good enough, he would just, he would have kept their team up in the first place. You're saying they'll have better players around in the next move. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. tell me John Stones with him flourishing a Barcelona team? Because he's got better players. Well, we him. don't know, but he, probably, he might do. They'd complement his style, but yeah. I think he's 21 still. Yeah. I, I think, we I don't think, know with Stones, do Yeah, we? I think to be fair, I think probably. I'd flourish in the current Barcelona <laughs> team, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's, having said all that about what Joey said, there was, there was a couple of things there which sort of, you know, are, are things that I may, you know, said about Martinez, which is not necessarily true. Um, the first thing is defensively, and I don't want to go over our defensive record away from home, which is very good, which shows actually you can set up the teams. But I think he listed our like sort of last seven or eight league positions up until 2014, which is like Moyes' last mm-hmm. seven or eight seasons, which is you know you know the drill, fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh, yeah. eighth, seventh, sixth. You know, going back to Saturday's game, if we'd won on Saturday, we would have been in so in and around the positions that we we sort yeah. of used to. Finish with them, but we didn't. But we haven't come close, have like, we? But we're not. We're not exactly Newcastle or Aston Villa, though, are we? You know, with all due respect, you know. But but so it's the underachievement, isn't it? That's the thing. It's the underachievement, which is what it's linked with the you know the, the young talents and stuff. I, I suppose that's that's the why you should be festivals that we're underachieving, and that may lead to to players departing. You know, it's not. It's not a thing. As if it's this season, it was last season yeah. as well, isn't it? It's not. It's not a flash in the pan this season, is it? It was. It's continuous from last season. Lessons haven't been learned, have they? Did he overachieve in the first season? No, I think. I think that's what they're capable of. That's what this team is capable of. Yeah. You've seen that. Their players are going to be Lukaku and John Stones and Ross Barkley. They're going to be going if they're on the market. They're going for forty or fifty million. So yeah. that that was that's what they are capable of. Yeah. We didn't see that last season and this season. Yeah, there's a bit of rewriting about Roberto of history about Roberto's first season. When he came in, and I suppose with Moyes struggling at Manchester United, it was like Roberto brought a fresh approach, 70 odd points not reached that under the previous manager. Now, two years later, well, you know, mm. we only got 70 points in our first season because he inherited a decent team under Moyes. Well, you know, you yeah, can't have it. There's ways, both, yeah. both ways. The, the, the truth is, a lot of these things was probably in the middle. And um, But what is true, I think Joey Barton was that it's like that. You know, we, we spoke two or three weeks ago, didn't we, about the, the sort of um, the age of the team in certain key positions and that, like, we've got, like, quite a young few young players, mm. quite a few older players, and, like, not only three or four in the middle, like, the 25 to 29 age bracket. And I think Joey alluded to the, the, the age of the defence in particular, or, like, the seniority that there's, a, there's players at the back who've got, you know, Jags, Leighton even, you know, Tim Howard, obviously. You've got a lot of miles on the clock who sort of, like, Part of the you know the, the previous managers team, and I suppose it's replacing them is also, you know, why you say you were frightened, wouldn't you? You know, you, you've got you've got to bring players in to replace that. I mean, at, at times this season we've had a, a back two in terms of centrally of, of Murray and Stones. Yeah, you know, that's quite the opposite of what he's saying. Whether or not you think that was a convincing partnership, it probably wasn't at first, but it began to show signs of being one. But then, interestingly, you know, they I'm not saying these two lads were at fault. Solely because it wasn't, it was it was a team mess. But those two at the centre half, when we conceded three goals at Bournemouth, so think about that. You know, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. You know, yeah. they were looking good, and I agree with you because I remember writing a piece after the Middlesbrough game saying, 
you know, they look like they understand each other and they played well. But you, you've also got to remember that one's 24 and one's 21. Yeah, and the twenty-four year old is his first season exactly, in uh, yeah, English yeah. football, and 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 a lot of that was when Leighton's been out the team as well, yeah. where we played quite a young back Galloway, as well. Yeah, like yeah. so, it was like the age of the defence collectively that was probably the issue. And you know, it's I, I don't know what you think. Are, are we where do we stand at the moment in terms of going forward? Are, are we sort of is it just are we under order achieving or have we just got? Our right level for the you know sort of going back to the points at the stars the players are you know if they're going to be sold on well, they've only got us to a certain level is that so I, level I, now. I, I think they're massively yeah. massively underachieved massively you we look at managers in the Premier League and if they grab hold of Everton squads at the moment this is where I think Everton are going wrong if they grab hold of Everton squads right now they would have them in a much higher position in my Who, opinion. Give it, tell me right. about Pochettino. Pochettino, Ronald Koeman, how long have you got? List the loads of Premier League managers at the moment. They would have this Tommy Everton squad higher in the league. Okay. Yeah, so, so what would they do that the Bersel's not doing? But defensively, straight away, they'd sort that out. I understand what you're saying, but what goes back to what Gav was saying, away from home we can set up a defence. Right? Yeah. I don't think that's up for debate. But it's finding the balance at home. So yeah. what you're saying is somebody else comes in and sets up a defence. I agree that defence isn't good enough and needs improving. But you're probably taking away how good they are going forward. So somebody needs to strike the balance. And you've and I'm not saying it's, it's you can't just say Roberto can't do that because I, I you know he's he's still got time I think to prove it. But it's all right saying bring somebody else in and they'll set up the defence. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he sets the team. Well, it hasn't worked. It didn't work last season. The defence was a shambles, and this season has been a shambles. I'm saying game. That, that's it. It's same but they, game, it's it's away from home. Teams. Away from home, the majority of the Premier League teams are playing that way. There's more away wins than home wins in the Premier League this season. So I think it's easy to set up away from home. At home is where you're in and your bread and butter, and he can't do it with Everton. Cat surely the facts don't lie. Oh no! Our, our, let's face it. Our home record in terms of goals, well, home record in terms of losses, and home record in terms of goals conceded speak for itself. Yeah, I, I, think for all that. I think we've conceded nineteen goals in seventeen away games, which is uh, mm. which is not in all competitions this season, which is which is not bad. But I, I am with I'm with Phil. It's how we set up it. How we set up at home is, and and this is a hobby horse of mine is that you don't react to certain situations in home games, especially. In terms of game management, and that, we find our defensive players in the wrong places. Yeah, if you if you look, anyone who heard our podcast on Monday will know that you know obviously we were quite forthright in our, our rightly so in our views of the game against West Brom. The most impressive team for me to come to Goodison this season has been Tottenham. As well, believe it or not, as Man United. I thought Man United wiped the floor. Yeah. Uh, they were, but I thought that was a, a blip. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was a blip, given what you know what sadly mm. had happened in that morning. But you're right on the day. Yeah, yeah. They were very good against a team who, for me, were in shock. Mm. Um, nonetheless, Tottenham have been superb. Now, okay, that was on on the road, but you, we've all seen Tottenham play at White Hart Lane this season as well. And I like the way they attack, and they've got that mix in defence. I think. I think arguably they've got better defenders than us at the moment. I think they've got a better, sorry, a better defensive unit, maybe yeah. not better individuals. And they're still playing entertaining football on the break. But if you look at the two squads, it's almost much or much. They've got a 10, maybe, in Ericsson, where, where we haven't. But otherwise, and that's what I'm saying is underlines your argument, really, that another manager could possibly find that mix yeah, the home and away. Now, I'm not saying every other... You seem to sort of be saying... Most managers could do it, or a lot could, and I sort of disagree with that. But I do think 
there's a formula there which Martinez isn't quite grasp at the moment, which Pochettino clearly is with a, a not too dissimilar squad. Yeah, I think Spurs have got. I think they have got best. You know, the two centre halves are very good, aren't they? The goalkeepers. Yes, top class, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I think in certain key positions, the importance they have got. You but know, it's just Stones but, and Jagiel. Yeah, but it's it's it, in terms of ex- balance between age and experience, isn't yeah. it? You know that that's the thing. Um, you got Jags who's like thirty-three. Stones is twenty-one. Twenty-one. I don't know how old the two spare central defenders. The Tonga and Van Meeren. What they're like twenty. I think they're both kind of in peak in their yeah, peak. Yeah, yeah, but they're not exactly rolling in Premier League experience, are they themselves? Yeah, international experience. Yeah. So. And this is my whole point, is that you know what I said the other week is that the age, you know, what the manager needs to do going forward, and, and this is probably back to the selling the players in the future, perhaps, is to get the age right of the squad. We've got two, we've got quite a few young players who are all very, very good. We just listed three for them to start, very promising. Some of them are excellent, and we've got like a, a rump of older players. What we've not got is like a from like a where you want to be successful is you know. A lot of your team in that twenty-four yeah. to twenty-nine yeah. age oh, yeah. bracket, absolutely. You know, and we've only got maybe how many players are in that bracket? What three or four? Coleman, Cleverly, Morales, Morales, James, Who? James, McC- yeah. Yeah. James McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so yeah. you've got, you know, and, and not all of them are necessarily first team. Me, me ask, probably yeah. falls into yeah. that bracket. Yeah. But he's, he's just come into the, you know, he's just come in, and so it, that that's 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 the problem, and the, the manager needs to address. It's, you know, we're going back to what, what you would do needs to do. That he needs to address that to me, and I think that's one of the causes why, you know, we don't defensively sometimes shape up well because we've got players sometimes certain situations are a little bit too slow, but we've got got it in the head, and we've got young players who have got the pace but haven't got it in the head. Heads, yeah. And I think you know what, what sometimes there's a balance to be struck, and I don't think you know, and you can you can name the games, can you? With mm. that Bournemouth away, Chelsea away, you know, Stoke at home, yeah. Leicester at home, yeah. where. It's interesting one because you, as I said, the, the Tottenham, um, what we're talking about, Dennis, that they've got them players in that bracket. I think you've got Ericsson, you've got Dembele, you've got Harry Kane there in that bracket where they've yeah. got that knowledge. So it's a Seattle yeah. game. I think yeah. you're spot on. Uh, Sorry, no, it's it's a really good point. And obviously, we're, we're away again tomorrow. And Phil, he's got a deep question. You're going to draw a deep bath, aren't you? <laughs> well, it's interesting. Go back to what Joey Barton said about his family don't want to go to the games at home. Now, the disconnect between our home form and our away form is huge, OK? Now, our away form effectively is propping up at the minute the idea that we might get into the Europa League, the idea. Now, say that that, that pattern maintains for next season. This is purely hypothetical. You're a season ticket holder at Goodison. Everton win all 19 away games next season, but only win four at home and lose 15. Well, that points tally is good enough to get you in the Champions League, just hypothetically. Mm. As that season ticket holder, are you pleased with that season or are you annoyed? Okay. <laughs> it's a good, good question. Ooh, can we just play all 38 games away from home? Yeah. The answer to that question. Smell and salt I think what you're saying is, Phil, I, mean, I know people are bought away games and stuff, like a lot of people's view of Everton this season, view from that's, their home, what they say, yeah, yeah. not necessarily what they say. Even though we give you know, obviously what's games live away from home, it's different what's on the telly, isn't it, than what's in what's in the game live. And I think, I think that's probably a fair, a fair point. Um, what we do to address that is a slightly different question, but I think, 
you always view what you see in front of you, and our away, our home form has been not that great. You can turn on a TED. I've seen, been saying on the previous managers, there's some seasons where actually we didn't yeah. win a lot away from home, yeah. but yeah. other yeah. 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 And people, people actually were reasonably content. I mean, there was some seasons maybe only got like three or four away wins. And that's what I mean. I just wonder whether yeah. the value of home form yeah. is actually outweighs the overall outcome of a season. Because I say you win every away game, but you win next to nothing mm-hmm. at home. And that actual perception and that feeling actually yeah. shapes yeah. more than you think. What do you think, Tom? I think, yeah, it's the home form for me. I think Everton could even win the Premier League, but Everton's is still some, have something to moan about, do you know what I mean? But I think the home form, that's it's crucial. It's, it's custom, it's custom. Sorry, fans are paying. Oh, he's steady on. Five hundred to six hundred. Well, you Scott. Seventy-seven pounds. Howdy. <laughs> um, I think fans are paying four hundred, five hundred, six hundred pounds a season to get out, and they, they want to see at least if they're not seeing entertaining football, they want to see results. And this season, they're seeing neither are they really. They're not seeing the team flourish the way it did under Roberto Martinez's first season, and they're not seeing the team picking up results. So I think. At home, the home form is the best boss, but it's an interesting point. Because I mean, if you think about it, and this is again purely hypothetical, and you know, in an ideal world, it would happen. But they could win. I think they've got seven away games left, five at home. They could go on a run away from home, carry this form on, get into the Europa League, and in theory, they could continue to play away from home between now and the final of the FA Cup. Not not go back to Goodison in the mm. FA Cup, win yeah. the cup, qualify for Europe. Is it still a great season? Home it's interesting what Gav says. Rubbish, Gav touched on a thing there where we've said before, haven't we? That we're coming into an age where people are able to watch home and away mm. on various streams. Soon, before long, as as my often did, they're watching the games on Facebook anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To watch yeah, it on yeah. some form of social media site or you know, kind of crossing the boundaries. So we've got a business plan. We, we are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just ignore. Just delete that. Trademark. <laughs> yeah, this is the territory. Call people there. customers. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the the point being is that you know you could watch Everton that way, and say that you're more than happy to see them get into say the Champions League or the Europa League because you'd be rewarded with more games to watch from your laptop or your tablet. Mm-hmm. But a big important part of Everton's revenue with the commercial arm is nearly full house at Goodison Park it's those match days yeah. Yeah. We've, we've heard the executive team there emphasise it it's why they try and do everything they can to drench everything out of every pound which is spent in Goodison whether they do it rightly sorry whether they do it as well as they could is another matter but they certainly put a lot of effort and focus into it so I don't think any sane strategist at Everton is happy with the prospect of Evertonians watching the game from a tablet when they should be in Goodison buying a hot dog mm. buying a shirt Paying for the season ticket, mm. it's, you know what? What are you left with? Mm, like yeah. Twenty-five thousand attendances. Because we see some places in the Premier League you used to go to Fulham every season, didn't mm. you? When they were up there, yeah. and they weren't for even yeah. nearly yeah. filling Craven Cottage. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And you know, dude, all right, they were vying for attention with other other clubs mm. in London. But yeah. no, I, I agree, and I just thought it's okay for a quick one. I think that, and it's not something you can quantify, and it's a bit romanticised and stuff. But having home form that is really, really good. Is, is so much more value than being great away from home and, and, and reaching yeah. the top four because it it just engenders a better feeling about the place, you know. And I just think, you know, there's nothing better than a cracking atmosphere at Goodison. Yeah. And you're just not going to get that with your home form being it. Especially for a, such a hyper local club That's like Everton. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're all right if you've got fan, like millions of fans in the Far East, yeah, Middle yeah, East yeah, watching yeah. it. Yeah. 
But Evans' large fan base are in this region. Yeah, there is that sense West. of community and, and mm. being closer to, you know, the idea that you are closer to the players at Everton than you would be, say, United or, yeah, or wherever. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's important. I think also as well there is, is um, I think it's easier to progress from a platform of good away for good home form, modest away form, the what it is to progress mm. from the opposite. Because sometimes you can't carry on with your good away form. Yeah. You know, yeah, ad infinitum, yeah. can you? At yeah. some point, you know, because you're playing, I'm not saying the wheels will come off, it is you will dip. And when you, if that dips, you want yeah. your home form to, to build. So to, I think this is where, like, the sort of, like, the moans of groans are, you know, one of the reasons, going back to what you were saying, for, it is a good home record is a good platform for a successful season. And I think that's because we've not got that at the moment. That's like I think what uh, West Brom probably, proved as well, yeah. which annoys me even more, that if you're in that dress, Evan dressing room, maybe there's been times this season when you can not point the finger of blame, but say, oh, well, our fans haven't helped us today. They couldn't say that on Saturday, and they still conspired to mess it. Mm. Up. Yeah. Well, I worry about, interesting we're talking about the own form, I worry about if we do get knocked out against Bournemouth, I worry for Everton's season... And especially our own. Well, it's over. Effectively. Worry, effectively, it's over. Roberto Martinez won't say that, but if it, it, it is, in my opinion, it, 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 it's a total mismatch. It's gone. It's finished. And I think the attendances may suffer because of that. Because the natives are getting restless. I could, and as it is, we've it's seen. The, we, family, yeah. Yeah. We, we've seen. We've heard the booze after the whistles, and and there's no surprise, obviously, but. I do worry if they do get knocked out of the FA Cup against Bournemouth, then the attendances will drop at home because they're hanging on. This is the only glimmer of hope that Evertonians have got. That's an interesting one, that, because I go back to the, the thing against what I said against City is that I'm sort of a bit opposite that, that to me, our progress is viewed on, on our league form and that to me, OK, if we get knocked out tomorrow, there's still, what, 11? Was it 12, 12, yeah, 12, yeah. 12 league games? There's a third of this league season left. And you have a look at the games there, there's quite a few that fall in there. I say, well, like West Brom, but yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> well, exactly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to shoot me down, Flames, quite ideal. No, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal, we got, we got no, Arsenal, 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 our support is a lot more wiser than that now about our team's progression. And with the sort of like the, the, the FA Cup's lost a bit of its magic, whatever they tell you on the telly, our support is a lot more wiser, generally speaking, that actually, whatever, it doesn't matter what you do in the FA Cup, we, 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 and we're seeing the team struggling in the league, so therefore we are not happy. I think some are. I think yeah. some care less about the Cups, but and I think personally we, speaking, I don't. I, we've said it a million times, haven't yeah. we? I think it's hugely important. It's not even even to Europe or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly, mm. and that this generation of fans have something to cherish. I had a conversation last week with our touch on what you know what we took out on Monday. Someone was saying, it, winning the trophy is a short-term fix, and he, he was going on about Birmingham. Mm. And he, well, he had sort of had a point in that respect, you know, Birmingham won a, won a, a League Cup and whatever. Where are they now? But I just, I just think you've got to get. I think, I think with Everton, and this is all again semantics and kind of there's nothing actual concrete in what I'm saying. But I think winning a cup with Everton is actually all about momentum. I think yeah. that's what it kickstarts. I think it gives supporters belief that they are currently wavering, 
And I think if they go and win something, it kick start it kick starts something and then renews belief. And I think I think it's what comes off the back of that. Do you I keep old? Sorry, I mean, well, if yeah, you win yeah. a cup, do you keep old well, a couple of those I'd, players? I'd, I'd, I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't think it'd happen. Well, I think because they're still only in the Europa yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, it's Europa League. I, I think it's it's not about momentum for me. I think if Everton do win a trophy this the FA Cup this season, it wouldn't be about thinking about next season. It'll be that memory of seeing your team lift an FA Cup, like mine is twenty years ago. That that's just my memory of seeing Everton growing up. And this will be for this generation of fans. They wouldn't be bothered. Oh yeah, next season that'll that'll come, but they'll just be blinkered and thinking, I've seen my team lift a trophy at Wembley, and I'll take their memories. To me, coffin, and that's what that's what it'll be for them. Nothing else will matter. I think it was much easier, just on a bit of a tangent. Do you reckon because we've been talking about ninety five a lot this week and mm. whatever reason? Do you reckon it was much easier to win a cup then, nearly twenty one years ago? Do you reckon they had it easier? Win the FA Cup, yeah. but just it feels because... more and more implausible that, it, that that we could win it this season. Yeah, I think this the irony is people say all oh, the top clubs never take. The FA Cup seriously, up those, but and, and I get, yeah, they keep it unless very much mistaken. Top yeah. clubs always win the FA Cup. Yeah. They've been, been bad beating another top club in the yeah. final, you know. Uh, and so yeah, I think yeah, it's because the top clubs are, are so much bigger. Maybe not necessarily this season, though. To be fair, it could be could be an easy cup to win this year. The only thing is, there's, there's a few clubs like Chelsea. This is probably good. There's good yeah. chances of what they're going to get to win another. I'll tell you what goes in our favour what goes in our favour to an extent is that it's not two legs you know you don't have to basically yeah. once you get to the business because I don't think we play very well over two legs do we mm. we don't want a home tie as well do yeah. We? yeah record how many two legged affairs have we had with Martinez three so yeah. we've had Young Boys Kiev and City if I'm not mistaken yeah. Yeah. So a record is one and three. So great. I mean, look at the small, yeah, small yeah. sample size. Yeah. gives you an idea, maybe. Small sample size, very open university. This. I got a degree, Gav. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, at least I did score point though, Greg. But I think, I think, I think it'd be really competitive this year. I think yeah. because mm-hmm. there are some big teams left. This is probably, yeah. you know, it's a big chance of glory. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I think it'll be a lot harder to win this year. When I think in '95, we had all the home draws, didn't we? I think. Yeah. Um, and the favourite. Bristol City was the only one away, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Derby, Norwich, and just, Newcastle. Just had the feeling it was just that year, wasn't it? In '95, yeah. from yeah. the start, whether that's the side. I thought it was a high year. Down the league, 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 league. Finally, that. get that you know, you know elusive league cup win. Uh, we did in the office before. We did a regular feature team selected. People who listen might may or may not have seen it on the website on Twitter, where some of the writers pick our teams. And it just sparked a few interesting conversations. How would you line up tomorrow? Because the game, let's not make any mistake about it, it's a huge game for the Blues, isn't it? As you said. Well, it is. It's, uh, well, in my opinion, we, we said um, Manchester City away in the League Cup was Roberto Martin's biggest game. This is now. This is the be-all and end-all. This is where he's going to be decided on. He's going to play his best team. He can think about what's his, his best team. team. Well, Kone and Osman shouldn't be anywhere near it for the kickoff. <laughs> Away. Um, well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. So, God bless and goal. Baines left back or Oviedo? Um, Baines has got to come back. In. He's Baines. a better player. Yeah, Oviedo's had his run, but yeah, I'd say Baines. I put Baines right, uh, left back. Mari and Jags. No, you probably say Stones and Jags. Jags. Yeah, I'd say Mari and Jags myself. Uh, Coleman. Coleman's right back in different yeah, form, yeah. but he gets he gets the shirt. Now, I do agree with Roberto Martins playing two defensive midfielders away from home because I think it works. 
but at home there's literally there's no need for it. It's, it's stupid. There's I can't see where his methods of madness comes to to play these two yeah. defensive midfielders at all. It just doesn't work. Play, tomorrow I think there's a game where where you have to play. Yeah, play I agree, Manchester and that's why it's like, probably you know. worked this season. So if that. So Barry and McCarthy, yeah. No, cleverly and Barry for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think James McCarthy's been for the last I think cleverly, at the moment, I think cleverly does what McCarthy does, but a little bit better at the moment. I think when Mo Bessis gets fit, he I, should I, be I think Bessis will be back on the team straight away. Okay, yeah. so then if you play cleverly, how would you line up the three, ready. the three behind? Because I'd play cleverly on the left. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would actually play Nias if he shakes off this wrist injury. So to speak, <laughs> I'd have him on the left. Surprise factor, Rom and Aaron Lennon. And sorry, then, sorry, not Ross. Ross, Ross yeah, Aaron Lennon, Lennon and then Rom up top. I agree with Gregford. However, yeah, the old miracles can happen. <laughs> However, that all a lot depends on whether or not Nias is actually match yeah. fit. Doesn't so if Nias doesn't, then you play. I don't know. You've got Morales, Morales, Pinard, Elafayu. We've got one major substitutes. I know, yeah, but but the other thing tomorrow is you said it's a really important game for us. Is it that important game for Bournemouth? It's a free ride for them, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's a think, free ticket. They can't lose. I think they're just concentrating on staying in the Premier League for next well, season. But they've, they've got this far so, so far, do you know what I mean? Obviously, they've took it serious. Eddie, if you're listening, play the Resi's last. <laughs> yeah. They've lost their last two home games, haven't they? 3-1. Oh, and Stoke. And 2-0, was it? 2-3-0, was it? So they've gone back to home form. <laughs> they've lost their last two home games reasonably heavily. Um, yeah. You know, Premier League next year, we know how much money's involved if you uh, stay up. Uh, will they sort of play maybe like I say perhaps rest of you play tomorrow or perhaps won't be up for it as you would expect in <laughs> FA Cup first round compared to the importance yeah. for us they've actually strengthened since they drew with us down there last time haven't they yeah, yeah. they've got some half decent players who come in Phil sorry just speaking of saying up for it I just got a flashback to one time as a young reporter with the Finch Fountain for David Moyes and the season had petered out yeah. and I said to him any concerns David that your players won't be up for this game against Sunderland and I got the Moyes glower <laughs> just <laughs> absolutely stared me down burning <laughs> holes in his head never forget have some of that have some of that yeah yeah I have never <laughs> asked that question ever <laughs> I'm wondering is Ed if he thought question like that you were questioning his ability to motivate the team yeah, or, or maybe he was just a bit anyway yeah, um, but, <laughs> but no, it's an interesting point how will Bournemouth approach the game so it's for us also as well is there any psychological carryovers from the league game that will come into tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's match for I don't us think we'll for both teams jumping into the fans if we score uh, yeah. for, for both teams is there any is, is I think it, uh, well Harping on to what Bournemouth it's a free game for them they can't lose it's, it's under the lights Saturday night on the telly they're at home their crowd's going to be a four yeah, they're one game away from the quarter final themselves so I think it's a free reign for them it's, I, there's more pressure on Evan because we've got to oh, win this yeah, there's more we've pressure. got to win this yeah. if we don't win it the season's finished interesting yeah. about the pressure points isn't it you know yeah. again getting back to the cup and pressure I was listening to the audio um, Steve Odessal was playing the audio yeah. Joe Doyle after the final he went there's no pressure on us. We did our hard work. We stayed Definitely. up last week, and this was a bonus. And you know, he said, and obviously we delivered. But there is infinitely more expectation. Yeah, and does, does, does the pressure alleviate somewhat though? Back to the the, the whole point of this piece about they're away from home. Everton probably mm, feel yeah. more comfortable. There'll be a lot of Evertonians there as well. Yeah. Don't forget because mm. of the FA Cup allocation, and they're thinking well, this game's got to be open. It's going to suit us. I think what'll be interesting to see if they go a goal behind under that atmosphere down there, then you'll see who wants it. 
who your characters are in this team. Yeah. You'll definitely see that because this is the this is the biggest game this season. Obviously, it goes without saying. And then you'll soon see if we do go goal behind, who wants it? Who wants this from the Everton team? Who wants this more than so, most? And I'm hoping it's not as windy as it was last time. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Predictions, boys. We get to that time of the day. Tony Scott. Two two. Two two. Yeah. Back to the Back to Goodison. Where are? That's for another day. I'm gonna I'm gonna invoke Phil Stadia proper away <laughs> form will see us today and I'm gonna go for a very comfortable 2 0 win. Everton's gonna win. Everton clearly gonna win. <laughs> I've, no, I've got I've got a feeling all along Everton are gonna win tomorrow. Um, but they'll concede because it's Everton. Three no, two one. Yeah, I was gonna say two one. That feels about right to me. Two one. So there you go. <laughs> We'll see. We'll be uh, here early next week to review what the score actually was and to talk about the applications. The court final draw. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Good or bad, hopefully good for the rest of the season. Thanks for listening. What's the least on the tape?